Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to this edition of the John Papaloni Show. Today, we have a treat. We're going to have Jason Arias. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, John. How's it going, bud? Absolute pleasure. So glad to have you here. I think today's going to be an interesting and fun show. Looking forward to it. So why don't we start off with a little description of who you are, what you do, and how you got there? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've kind of been doing that thing for a long time. Similar story to everybody else. Uh, I ended up working for Grant Cardone and Pete Vargas over the last couple of years and really digging into the, the speaking world and how people can use speaking opportunities to grow their businesses. Um, and so that's really what I focus on now is um, understanding the, the power of podcast and speaking opportunities and what that is, but not so much, uh, starting a podcast, John, like, uh, if, if I'm being totally transparent, I actually tell most of my clients not to start a podcast because there's so many great podcasts out there that we should be working with them. And I would assume that you understand the, what it takes to start a podcast and how much work and effort and to, to like figure all of that out and uh and how difficult that can be yeah absolutely and it's so and it's very very timid right it's consistency with with podcasting is very important and it's like i like i'm gonna get into a story i had um my podcast has been around for four years now my audio is doing really really well like when i say really really well i mean the numbers are ridiculous um but i messed up my video podcast and here's what i mean when i originally started i used my brokerage email to create my youtube channel and i you know i thought okay i'm gonna be here forever i'm gonna retire here i'm never leaving and, you know like no foresight into the future and then i went to a different brokerage which only lasted three weeks but the point i'm getting at is once i left that brokerage and that email got terminated I lost my YouTube channel and all, so I had to restart over. So I had some great numbers and it's like, boom, just like that, you, you, you start, I had to start over. So yeah, the point I'm getting at is there's lots of pain points, a lot of uh, forward thinking, you know, to create the podcast and you have to make sure that you got your butt covered, save all episodes because you never know what happens. I mean, my YouTube channel got uh, destroyed, so I had to re-upload everything. So, you know what I mean? And, and that was the point. It was a learning lesson. And if I was not prepared, that would have been even more catastrophic than it was. Absolutely. Well, and so, so that's really one of the things. So I, we've got a couple core things, but one of the the cores that we have a belief in is um, I'm going to uh, owning your audience. And so we have we have so many people out there that we work with that they're like, well, what do you think about TikTok? And what do you think about YouTube? And what do you think about all of these things? And they all have a value. But if that's where you're keeping your audience. When that channel decides to say that you've said something in the past that it doesn't like, or uh, somebody complains, or or that channel just goes away. I mean, we've seen it with MySpace and anything other, like when that all dies, your audience goes with it. And so collecting your audience from that and making sure that you have that so that you can stay in communication with them, we think is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, and, and that's the thing, right? So that's why I save everything and have duplicates of everything. And it's not cheap because again, when you have your own uh, podcast, right? Like, and you're saving everything. Uh, I, I've got, uh, I've got three drives, right? Three of these drives holding on all my podcasts and they're filling up faster than you can believe. Cause it seems like it's nothing, but when you're recording these things properly and you're recording everybody's ends, what ends up happening is, you know, a couple hundred podcasts requires like two drives. 
you know, like, so it's, it's like my, some of my files are like a terabyte in its own, right? When I record in person at 4k, those things get massive. So, and, and that's the key thing. So storage is quite a component to think about as well. But again, I mean, going beyond the podcast, we know there's a lot of work in it. There's a lot of consistency. There's a lot of effort in it and you have to be prepared and you have to think the long game too many times. People get into this game and believe that it's just going to be one, two, three. They try for two, three months. doesn't go the way they want, uh, that they expect it to go, and then they quit. And reality is they had the wrong strategy to begin with, and that was the problem. Sure, sure. And that's, and that's like I said, that's where we really lean in. So the Go Big formula, I mean, it's, it's about the back-end systems and things like that. But really, my mentorship on that is like teaching people how to become a better product for podcasts, for speaking opportunities, for all of these kind of things. Because most people... They want to get into it, at least the people that I'm talking to. They want to start a podcast, and I've made the same exact mistake, to find clients. So I'm going to start a podcast about about water filters and do these things, and they believe that that's going to bring enough attention to them in order to fulfill their their lead generation funnels. And um, and it's just it's just not the case. That's not really how that works. Like as a as a as a good host like you are, John, your your job is to find great guests and people and talk with them and learn about different things. It's not so much about teaching people. I don't know we're on the topic today for podcasting, but you're not typically teaching people about your business. Well, exactly. And that's the thing, right? It's about education, but not education, you know, in terms of how great your product is. It's more of answering the questions that your audience may or may not have had that uh, hopefully that you covered without even knowing that you covered it, because a lot of times you don't know what people are thinking. They're looking to you to answer these questions. And if you're talking about yourself and self, you know, glamorized, then people lose interest quite quickly really quickly <laughs> yeah like yeah. it's again and, and even it goes beyond just podcasting i mean even business in itself people forget that the reason they start the business was to serve the people that are buying from them it wasn't to serve themselves and their own ambition i mean you get your own ambition as a result but but that's the after effect of doing the right thing yeah and i think but the confusing part is when when you share that with people how do you go out and 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 create networking opportunities without talking about yourself. And that's one of like, it's, it's a, it's a simple mindset shift, but that's one of the things that we teach people. And also like, if you, if you are struggling at, at converting, uh, networking events, like if you go out to a networking event and you're having a hard time finding clients there, I, I reduce it all the way down to, if you can master how to convert an elevator ride, everything else becomes easy after that. Like increasing the volume. If I had, a uh, hundred people in an elevator and I can't convert any of them. I, sh I I'm not going to be able to do it from a podcast. I'm not going to be able to do it from a live stage, anything like that. And so learning that one-on-one -on -one and, and what I've learned, John, is that like you mentioned, it's not about highlighting myself. It's how can I identify ways that I can help you even in a one-on-one -on -one experience to create a change in your life quickly. And so um, that becomes for me, like it's a replacement for a business card. It's a replacement for going into any networking events. It's like, it, it really becomes that replacement that when you can get in, identify who your audience is and how you help those people. And then you deliver that help. The, then the focus is no longer on you. Like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Now, look, business cards were a great thing for the eighties and today really they're just ways to exchange numbers, but we have, uh, this thing, which is called a cell phone. And usually a lot of times it's better just to put a person right into your cell phone, forget the business card, because at the end of the day, if all you're doing is exchanging business cards, it's very shallow, very short. And by the time people go home, they don't even remember who you are. 
because you're not going to make a lasting expression or impression, you know, doing that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I carry business cards, but uh, sometimes people have to remind me that, you know, do you have a business card? It's like, oh yeah. Right. Like, and because I'm not there to pass out business cards and that's the misconception and let's unpack this, right? You, you go into an event and you want to network with people and you want to make that impression, right? So everyone says, you know, have an elevator pitch, but I think people misunderstand what that elevator pitch is. I think too many people think that elevator pitch is a uh, 30 second sales pitch where they're going to try to convince you to buy where I think it's not that. And I know you, you know exactly where I'm going with this. So I'm going to let you answer what the elevator pitch should be. Well, so uh, obviously it changes slightly depending on, um, on if it's your first time to that group or you've been established there, but let's just say that you're in a new group, because this is when you're going to find the most value. Being a new person in a new group is when you have the most value to that group. And I, I really want to reiterate that, like the, our inclination is that that group is the most valuable to me when, when I first am new there. And that's true, but only if you are valuable to that group, and this is your opportunity to be valuable to that group and you can do that. So I was working with a client this morning. She's getting ready to go to her first networking group uh, that she's been to in a while. And we were working on a strategy and her first inclination was to go in and talk about her salon. Like this is who I am. And I have a salon that caters to this, 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 and this very routine. It's what we've been taught to do, not intentionally, but just through other experiences. And, And I said, okay, let's back up a little bit. This is what I want you to do. Start with a story and tell them like, if it's okay with you guys, I'm just going to share you share a quick story with you and her story. So she was, she's a salon owner is I was having a really crappy day. I was sitting there. I was feeling bummed out. I wasn't feeling important. And I picked my ass up and I went to my favorite beauty salon and I walked in and I could feel that fresh air and I could feel the smells and I knew I was going to be catered to. And it was in that moment that I knew I wanted to be able to treat other women to that same exact experience. I wanted other women to be able to go from feeling run down and sad into feeling valuable and important. And so I launched a salon, but I didn't want it to be done just there. And so I actually went and I created, and I'm like, this is a whole pitch for her. I went and I created, uh, the dollar face mask. And it's so that you can actually be at home and treat yourself without spending a lot of money. So you can go to dollarfacemask.com and you can download it. And so any women that are happening to listen to this group or guys, like you can go do this and test it. But, and that, like you can do that in 60 seconds as a, as an intro to a new group or a new person. And in 60 seconds, you've related to them. You've told them that you want to help them and you've actually given them a tool to be able to provide that help. And all the people that are like, I know what that feels like. I want that experience. They'll go to that website, they'll download it, and you've just inadvertently exchanged that business card. There you go. There you go. Boom. That's how you do it. So, which brings up the other thing that, like, a lot of this networking is at different events, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's one of those, uh, you know, events with 20,000 people or 30,000 people. It could be just a, a lunch networking event with 12 people there. It really doesn't matter what the fundamental thing I think is, and this is where I'm going to get your perspective on it, is if you go to networking events all day and all night, you spend more time networking and no time working. So there's certain points where you have to pick and choose. How, how do you decipher which events or which opportunities are for you and which opportunities are not? Well, I, that's, I'm going to take a step back and figure out where my ideal audience is. So, um, and if I'm prepared to create an ROI from that ideal audience. So there's, there's a lot of people, let's say that, uh, I'm, a you know, I'm an app developer 
for for renting out boats. I don't know. I'm just totally coming up with stuff here. So going to an event that is, um, you know, a, a boat and RV show and connecting with people might be ideal. But if you're going there and you're just exchanging business cards, your business really isn't set up for building those connections, then it is going to be a waste of time. Like I've, I've built more relationships that didn't create any value because neither one of us as business owners knew what to do for the next step. Like we've talked about business cards a couple of times here. If you've gone to any networking events, one of the worst parts about those is that a day or two later, you get the nerve to reach out to the business card that you, that you got. And you're like, Hey, Tony, I'm just calling. I got your business card. And they're like, Oh, remind me who you are again. So now we're already off to a bad start and like, Oh yeah, just. I was just interested in letting you know if you wanted my boat. And then you're like, like nobody's connected here on the same exact thing. Like we're so like business cards are very difficult, but if you can go to any networking event and you have a tool that you can give people in order to help them and in order to access that tool, you, you, you're, you're, um, you're exchanging email addresses, then that becomes a value. So really make sure that you're going to these networking events with intention. And if that is intention is to help people and you have a plan of how that's going to work, then the, the business offset is, is going to be there a hundred percent of the time. Absolutely. I love that. Now with this being said, I mean, you obviously learned this along the way. You also said you uh, came across, like you got into this because you networked with, uh, or came across Jason Vargas and Grant Cardone. How did that come about? Like, how did you build into this and how did you get those connections and how did this form? Well, that, that's a great story. I think we've, we don't have time to get totally into it, but, uh, like I mentioned, I was a long time entrepreneur. Um, my more recent background before that was I would go in when I would work with photography studios and I would teach them how to improve their client experience, reduce the amount of time, improve the client happiness, like all these things. And I really loved doing that. Um, and then COVID hit. And, uh, photography studios were considered the same as like beauty salons and stuff like that. So we were shut down and coming back into that, what I realized, um, at the, uh, at the end of 2021, I missed working with business owners more than I missed working with, uh, clients for photographers and stuff like that. And so I was looking for a coaching opportunity and Pete Vargas, uh, with adventure reach, they were looking for a mentor. So I started over there. Uh, ended up becoming the operations manager for the 10 X stage agency with Grant Cardone. And, and so I was working with all of these like celebrity esque type name speakers and booking them speaking opportunities and working through their strategies and their free offers and all of those things. And so that's, what's really put me on the place here. Like I, I was an entrepreneur, went and worked for, for Pete and Grant for a while and then uh, decided to start doing this instead of, instead of just for the big names, I think there's strategies. Well, I don't think, I believe that really anybody can use this. Like um, I get asked the question a lot, like, well, who do you typically work for? I, I can, I can put together a, like one of my favorite strategies is it even for like a landscaper, like, if, like, like a, going out with uh, in the landscaping industry, you can go to your networking events and educating people. Uh, like I was talking today, how, I have no idea when I'm supposed to be putting fertilizer on my yard or not on my yard or anything like that. And we're going to get into the free offers. I'm excited to start talking about the free offers, but for a landscaper, if he was to say, look, 
I know you guys are trying to figure out when to winterize your stuff and when to put fertilizer on and what I whatever thatching is versus like all these the kind of things. If you're interested, sign up for my my texting service. I will text you before every freeze. I will text you and tell you when you should be fertilizing your yard. And you just sign up here at uh, you know renolandscapingtips.com and the the automations will go out and send everybody in this landscapers list a text reminder of like, hey, it's officially this date. It's time to put this fertilizer on. Hey, we're getting ready to go into our first freeze. Make sure that you go and do this for your landscaper or for your for your sprinklers. Because guess what happens when you go out? Like I, I know how to do my own uh, sprinklers, but the first time I looked down there in all of these mess of pipes, I wish there would have been somebody else I could have called to just come do it for me. And if I had just gotten a text message reminding me, guess who I'm going to ask to come do the winterization for me? The one texting you. That's right. The one that's helping you, regardless of whether you hire them or not. Yeah, love that one. I, I believe in the same thing. Like, see, I have, and I think that comes with part of the abundance mindset. Yeah. I uh, believe that there's enough business out there for everybody if you really, really want it. And, you know, you just got to go out there and put yourself out there. Like, there's a lot of people have that scarcity mindset where it's like, you got to keep the secret. Otherwise, they have no reason to call you. And I don't believe that's true. Because it's like you just said, so yes, some people will take your systems and use it for themselves, but most people will look at it, open up the front door, look outside and just say, nope, and then call you because they're not going to want to do it. So, so let's jump in, in that exact mindset. Let's jump into that because a big part of what, what I really believe in is you have to have a genuine free offer. Like you have to have a really good free offer to do all the things that I'm talking about. So you've heard about, you know, the landscaper and you've heard about the salon, but like everybody needs to do this for all of their businesses, regardless of what business that you're in, you need to have a free offer and that free offer needs to hit certain check marks to be there. Um, and I've like, we, we created a whole website that people can just download this. So if you go to like, uh, if you go to buildfreeoffers.com, you can download an entire checklist of exactly how this works. But in that the there's, there's three things that you want to make sure that you check. You want to make sure that it is quick and easy to access. Okay. So my, one of my speaking mentors, uh, Pat Quinn, he would always say, don't ever ask anybody to do anything in the middle of your talk. My opinion is that you should have something that is so quick and valuable that you can't keep them from doing something in the middle of your talk. So you see this all the time. If you ever go and, and you and you hear a, a presentation, like you're sitting in a room, you're at a yeah, conference yeah. and you're watching a presentation, something goes up on the screen and you see people taking pictures, that's an indication that's a potential free offer right there. If you're giving a talk like that and you have people that are taking pictures of the screen that you have up there, you should say, take the notes, but I really want you to listen if this is something you guys find valuable, you can go to mypresentation.com and you'll download it. I'll give you all the notes and all the lists. Everybody goes and does it right now and now they can just sit and focus. Yeah. Okay. So is it quick and is it valuable? Some of the bad examples of that, John, are um, people love doing books and consultations. Yep. And, um, and there's going to be people out there that use books and consultations and they're going to be like, he's full of crap. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But here's the thing. Books will set you up for an opportunity for future failures. So like I want to give everybody here my free book, go to myfreebook.com and download it. And if they download it and you want to follow up with them, I don't know how many times you've done this, John, you get, a, even if it's a physical book, if somebody called, oh, did you read my book? Uh, no, but I'm going to, and then you and I can connect and they're never going to read your book. So you've installed a wall that you will never be able to take the next step because they were never able to take advantage of your free free offer. 
two consultations are super uh, committal. Meaning like if I said, John, let's set up another time for you and I to talk, no matter how you phrase that, it's like, set up, let's set up a time for me to sell you something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then it's like, oh, and this, the instant excuse. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. I need to check with my wife. Can I actually get back to you on this and we'll schedule something. And unless you're an expert salesman, you're just burning yourself and you're like, you're not going to be able to navigate that and it doesn't work. Okay. So, but if you can say, Hey, I know that you were interested in making sure that you grow the best plants in your area. If you want to go to bestplantsinyourarea.com and download that, I'll give you a full list of the plants that grow quickly and don't go quickly and are very specific to people download that. And now you've collected a list of things that of people who are actually interested in something that you have to speak about. Okay. Makes sense. Um, the other part is that, and this is where it kind of got me on this is make sure that it is valuable. So the number of times that I've seen people do free offers that are teasers into what is valuable just creates frustration. I remember the first time that I felt it, it was how to add 10 yards to my, my drive. You've seen these videos, like it doesn't matter. It could be weight loss. It could be golf. It could be literally anything you want. And in those videos on Facebook in the next eight minutes, I'm going to show you how to, and like right around minute six, sign go, up for my program. <laughs> oh my God. And then, and then, and then before you know it, you're like 40 minutes in and you were just looking for something new to try. And so lead with what is valuable. If you have 10 things, I always like, if you have something that you want to plant into somebody's head and there's 10 things that you wish everybody knew, use your top three that will create the most impact in their life give that to them for free and make sure that it's something that they can go out and change. So don't, the other thing is don't use, um, don't give away things that take a long time to implement. So, so if I was to say, download my, download my guide on how you can lose 10 pounds in six months, and it may be a guaranteed 10 pounds in six months, but man, that takes a long time. Instead, instead, if you could give somebody the, the three most damaging foods for weight loss, like give them, give them that the 10, the 10 foods that are probably in your pantry right now that are destroying your metabolism, give them that because I can go and I can take this look list and I can throw things away out of my pantry and I can feel that win right now. Wow. Yeah. That, that is, uh, absolutely true. I agree with you too many times do things, you know, you, you get a bunch of fluff and then right when you think you're getting the answer, it's like sign up to my program for the rest. And it's like, really? <laughs> Right. Or yeah, then there's yeah. that, uh, ones where you get something It's like you said, yeah, do this. And in 10 years, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, no one's going to say, you know, stick to that. It's sort of like why when people are getting out of debt, the traditional thing says, pay your, uh, you know, your, uh, highest interest first. When reality is if you do that and that's your biggest balance, you're going to quit. Or if you pay your, you know, the lowest balance first people, it's almost like people need small wins in order to chase the big win. hundred percent. And they need that to feel trust in that you can help them. Yeah. Right. So like, again, so, so that's my free offer today. Like we're, we're talking about free offers and my free offer is teaching you how to go to free offers. So it's at, you know, buildfreeoffers.com. Anybody can download that and just use it. I promise you will see a massive change in how you can communicate with people because this is setting up something that you give away, like I said, instead of business cards. So when you're sitting there and you're talking with somebody and, and they have a question that you can help them with, give it away. Just give this stuff away because now you're building a client database of people who are interested in things that you can help them with, which what business owner doesn't want that. Very true. Now, 
I'm going to touch upon the whole book part that you mentioned, right? Because I yeah. happen to be somebody who likes the whole book part. Um, and I don't mean like here, here's a book and okay, great. I'm going to make 20 sales because I gave away my book. That's not what I'm talking about. But I like the fact that like a book is something tangible. I think a book is better than a business card and not necessarily, again, for the sales part. I think it's for the branding part. Sure. Don't, like, it's like, like you said, don't expect to call them and say, have you read my book? And, you know, do you want to have a conversation about it? Yep. Uh, you're right. That's not going to happen. But I believe that book gives you that opportunity for people to remember you. Yep. Now, I would suggest maybe even if you're having that book and you're going to use that as a business card, have something like your free offer on the back of the book so they don't have to read it. It's on the cover where they can get that thing and just download it. They don't even need to read the book to get it. So in a way, it's sort of like a glorified business card, but it's still valuable information in the book for those who do want to read it, but it builds your brand at the same time. Okay, so let me let me flip an alternate idea on that. Deal. Let's say, uh, so you've, you've got your free offer. Correct. All these people, they go in and they, they download that free offer. One of the things that I really believe in is creating buckets of people that you want to work with the most. When they download that free offer, then you can say, say, Jim, I absolutely love people that are taking action and want to consume more to be able to grow whatever it is that you do. Okay. So you've got your, your book, John, I would love to gift you my book. I know that it would make an impact for you. Use like, grab it here. It's normally 20 bucks, but download it, use it. Let me know what you think. Would love to know. So you've stacked it underneath your free offer. Okay. You can now see, okay, they, they got my quick, easy free offer. And then, and then they downloaded my book. I'll have a whole collection of people that did both. And I'll have a collection of people that did one. Now, if I have a collection, those collection, which, which two of those boats or buckets are going to have the most valuable clients for me to reach out to The one that did both. That's right. Now, if you do it in the book first, I'm not saying, okay, so let's make sure we get this clear too. Having the book in your pocket and being able to give that away. Great. But the likelihood of people reading the book and then seeing the offer in the back is, is relatively low. Versus if you can text it to them and say, hey, you can download my book here as well. And so you want to have as many tools in your tool belt as possible. So have have your option for the book. So somebody, if somebody's out there read um, and they're like, man, I just wish there was somewhere that, you know, I could learn more about this. Yeah, I'd be like, I've got a whole book on it if you're interested. Oh, cool. Give them the book, right? But if they're asking, uh, what, what's your book about, John? Well, I don't have one yet. I'm just saying, oh, okay. like, like, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. It's something I'm thinking about. Okay. Um, but let's say, um, okay, so let's go back to the landscaper. So he's talking to a group and it's starting to get cold outside and he's talking to everybody and he says, so what you need to do, download my book, go to chapter seven. And in chapter seven, you can read all about the damages that cold can cause and how to fix that and set that up and all those kind of things right? So that's, you can do that. And in the end, you could actually download all these other tips and stuff like that. If, if people just want to know about freezing, then you tell them like, Hey, I can sign you up for this and you can get my book. So, so you kind of see the, the, the shift like of having, of having both. It's not that the book's not a value. It's that I think if you can put it underneath your free offer, and then you know, who's getting the book and who's using the free offer, then it's way more valuable. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. I, I like that. My only downside is that I don't like downloadable books, but that's me 
personally. That doesn't mean it applies to everybody. I am still one of those old school physical hand and book. I've downloaded so many people's uh, books before, and I maybe out of just the out of 20 of them that I've downloaded them in the past, I might have actually read one. Um, where physical books, I have, I happen to carry it with me and I happen to read it. That's just, but that's me. Again, it doesn't mean that everybody's like that. I mean, in well, terms of your approach, you're right. Your approach is probably the better one. But we we, uh, we tend to connect with people that we are similar to. So you're going to connect more naturally with people who like physical books. And if you want to hand out a physical book, great. It is going to cost you money. So every single time you hand out a printed book, it, it costs you something. Correct. And it would be really uncomfortable for me to be like, hey, you can have this book if you give me your email address. Oh, that's true. Right. And if the name of the game is to find leads of people that I can help, I got to get an email address and a phone number. And that's the, that's how, that's how we get into the business flow of this. Love that. Absolutely love that. All right. Awesome. That is, that is such a great tip and you are right. Uh, Again, for lead generation, that is absolutely correct. And again, that works. It's like one after the other. It's like a reminder in a sense. That's right. I love that. Now, what would you, what advice would you give to someone who's like, you know, wants to get out and venture on their own? Let's just say like the narrative, somebody's working their nine to five, they have a really good idea. They want to venture out of the nine to five, but they're scared, right? They're looking around now and they see all the news and they see all the uh, crap that's going on. Oh, you know, inflation is high. Interest rates are high. Uh, the world's going to crash. Boom. You know, like, and that's the message they're getting. So they're hesitant. Yeah. But as you and I know, now's the time where all the opportunities are going to be there. When everyone else is running is the time when uh, everybody should be jumping in. You're setting up a softball for me here, John. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, uh, you don't have to leave your nine to five now to start building an audience around something that you care about. And when we launched the Go Big Formula One, we wanted to be able to educate and mentor these people, but we also provide an entire backend system of software that people can use to run an online business. We replace, I think we end up replacing like eight, nine, 10 different bits of software from ClickFunnels to Calendly to HubSpot, like all of these different softwares. And because of my story, I've told you, like I started an entrepreneur and I've gone through the failure and I've done, like I've had all the expensive things. We really wanted to set this into place. So it's a, right now it's only a hundred dollars a month and you like sign up, you get the mentorship and you get the software. You can build your website. You can build your funnels. You can do all this, learn everything that I'm talking about. And it's only a hundred bucks. So make that investment and start getting this set up when it, um, I hate to say it's a luxury, but if you have a nine to five, start investing in learning how to do that. Start learning how to build these free offers and your talk titles and building an audience. The, the comfort that you will feel starting a business when you have a thousand people on an email list that want you to help them is such a different experience than the day that you get let go. And you're like, Oh, I got, I got to start a business, right? Like I, I've, I have done all of that. I've started a business after being let go. I've done the business before being like all, so don't wait. That would be my advice. Don't wait to start figuring this out until you need a job, do it cheap and affordable now, build up that audience and then be able to part ways when you're ready. I love that advice. In light of time, I'm going to get down to my last two questions. And then, uh, yeah, that's going to be my last two questions coming up, which is uh, second last question is going to be, how do you know you've had a successful day? When, okay, I started learning to start asking myself about success by asking the version of me one to five years ago. It's really, really like most of us want to compare ourselves on success of where I want to be tomorrow. And I'm not there yet. And we're never going to be to tomorrow. 
So we, so we often get trapped, never feeling like we're in a successful place. But if you were to go back and ask yourself, you know, five years, this is what I was, what I had doing. And if I told myself five years ago that I would have started this business, been on these podcasts, worked for these people, worked next to these people, done all these things, would I have told myself, man, you've made it like you're, you're crushing it. And for me, like the answer has been, been yes. There's other people that it's like, I don't even know that I'm going to survive the year. John, like if I can just, if you can just survive the year, like I made it through last year. So, so that is, that is my mindset in looking into the past and defining whether it's been successful or not is try and just really ask yourself from before, if I did this, do I feel successful? Love that. All right. Last but not least, it's going to actually be a two-part question, which is going to be for anyone watching this and wants to reach out to you more and get more information or reach out to you somehow or follow you online or whichever, where would they go? And any last final words, you know, to the uh, viewers or listeners? Yeah. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, but go check out the go big formula. Um, free 30 day trial for all your listeners. They can, they can test. It. I know it sounds crazy. Like most of the people coming, they're like, there's no way you're going to actually give me anything worth value for a hundred bucks a month. And it's just, uh, we've really dug our heels into, I would rather build something where I'm helping a thousand people at a time than working with one person at a time. I, it, I, that there's, there is nothing that really makes me happier than that new entrepreneur or that failing entrepreneur or that struggling entrepreneur that just wants somebody to give them some help from a place of understanding and not just a checkbook. And they're like, ah, like, this is what I needed. This is what I've been looking for. Like that's, that's the win for me. Love that. I want to say thanks so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you, John. Absolute pleasure. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below. Thanks for tuning in to the John Papaloni show.